The show where we watch a piece of pop culture, very unprofessionally critique it, and then improvise one scene that makes you want to change your five-year plan. It's just that good. Believe me, as always, we will fail every single time. Uh, before we get started, allow me to introduce our lovely, amazing, beautiful, yes, Ander Katiers for this series, the man voted most likely to call this episode Finding Zemo, Mr. Arfi Mansfield. Hello. But also, you introduced me first last time, so I'm going to take that back until you've introduced Chris. Sorry, <laughs> the other person. Ah, uh-huh, okay. And I call him TLC because he's sweet, he's tender, and he don't want no scrubs. Mr. Chris Mead! Hello there, Michael. Hello, Arfie. I actually enjoyed the first six seasons of Scrubs, but then I thought it went downhill rapidly. Mm. <laughs> I've only seen intermittent episodes of it, and I enjoyed what I've seen, but it was all from the early stuff. And I was going to watch it over the past pandemic, but it's uh, as of the end of this month, it's no longer on the all four platform in the UK, Mm. which is... Just so we're super clear, just so we're super duper clear, you know that Don't Want No Scrubs is a song from a band called TLC from the 90s. I just need to know that you know that. Yeah, it's from the album Crazy Sexy Cool, I believe. That's right. (laughs) I've never heard of them, but actually when I was a teenager, (laughs) I was never listening to music. I was always just out chasing waterfalls, so... Uh, what happened? That's the show, everybody. We've done it. We've completely sealed the show. Time capsule it. It is amazing. Uh, all right, let's go into uh, episode two of The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, <laughs> let's talk right away. First impressions. Uh, Chris, this time, let's hear from you. What are your first impressions of this episode? Well, uh, I really like that the new Captain America is called Johnny Walker. That's the first thing that I think is very funny. I like that he is an alcohol-themed Captain America. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's very fun. Um, yeah, no, I, I really liked it. I liked, obviously, that our two main parts are now in the same space. I like Mm. what they have together. I thought the scene, although a lot of the trailer was that scene where they meet up and the psychologist is there. I thought it was a really great scene. Um, Mm -hmm. Really well played, funny and dramatic and poignant at the end as well. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm on board. I'm liking it. There's still only one action sequence per episode. (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, that's it. Then there'll be a lot of talking after that. But yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying myself a huge amount. Uh, I think it's it's good. It's really good. What are your thoughts, first impressions when you watch this episode? So if it weren't for the fact that I have a weekly date with you two and I would know if I'd missed an episode, I felt like I'd missed an episode. Because in the first episode, I don't think they interacted at all, the two That's right, they didn't. And this time, they just bump into each other and then they're doing stuff together and it's not really explained why they're together. And Bucky doesn't really seem to want to be there, but he just seems to have come along just like, I guess guess I'll babysit you a bit because, you know, I am a lot older than you and I know what I'm doing. And then they were just, just bickering the whole time, which... 
you know, I did say last time that I, I like it when the heroes are at odds, but it turns out I was wrong. I didn't like that. Um, I, <laughs> I found that quite horrible because it turns out it's only good when it's well written, and ah. they were just they were just carping at each other. That the bit with the the psychologist was um, it was just them being horrible to each other. So yeah, um, I'm not really on board with that. And it well, let's, let's Chris talk about something out, really quick. Oh, sorry. Hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, as Chris points out, you've got your action sequence. And then you've got your talky stuff. And the great thing about the MCU films is that you've got a lot of exposition comes through action and they'll manage to get a lot of really good characterful stuff going on while the action's happening. Whereas here we had violence and then we had exposition and those are the two modes and it's all or nothing. Well, I, what I like about this and I think you're... you're talking exactly about what the, the the eventual strength, I think, of this show will be, is it is a buddy cop, cop uh, show, right? And in a buddy cop show or movie, there's two people who hate each other almost instantly, no matter what. Like, the lethal weapon's always the go-to in my mind. And in that movie, they instantly meet each other and one's holding a gun at the other. And, like, that's just the way that tension goes until something breaks. That's called I, meet cute, I believe. That was a meet cute, but it's a weird meet cute. <laughs> if we're <laughs> what it's two like burly dudes from the eighties talking, uh, and in this they had that they have they have I think what would build into if we were watching this as a movie instead of uh, you know uh, episode by episode they, we're going to see this build into the relationship. But I think they have to start off really disliking each other to then get to the place where you know there it's less it's less arguments and more like you know uh holding each other's hands via their forearms i feel like there's going to be a moment in which they grab each other by the forearms and lift each other up and that's going to be the moment in which things change but yeah there is a little bit of right now it's a lot it's quippy i wrote one of my notes was uh uh what i read i wrote uh quippy fights are quippy because they are quipping the whole time about how much they hate each other while they're getting knocked out and thrown off of trucks and all that. So let's get into let's get into that. Let's get into the whole show. I, ahead, I will say, if this had been on Quibi, I think I would have enjoyed it more. If it was ten <laughs> so minutes, ten first, minutes, I think I could have got along with that better. Because just what a bullshit idea, by the way. Let's just say that. Say what it is. Quibi, the fucking platform. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, Quibi. I. So much of how it was done was bad, but fundamentally the idea of breaking things down into small chunks is good. It's just the content really didn't seem to be there. And bear in mind, it wasn't available in this territory, so I've uh, no idea what the content was actually like. Uh, I didn't watch but any of it. Not it, one second. Just the idea Chris, of breaking Chris. something up into smaller bits. I, I think they <laughs> should have... Chris's face. Chris's soul face is like, what is going on? <laughs> well, the thing is that I what I did have Quibi, and so if it wasn't available here, I'm wondering what I was watching. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't very good, but maybe I was watching something. Chris, you have Quibi. a VPN. Sure, but I wouldn't have been able. I, you know, I had it on my phone, and Apple's app stores wouldn't be able to download something that isn't it's, in the right region. And that's a podcast available. for another day. <laughs> so, talking about <laughs> this show, 
I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think of uh, the new Captain America? And also, I think it's really interesting because that's Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell, in real life. So I think there's a lot of like parallels to that human being <laughs> being the son of like the ultimate American guy and now playing like the follow up to <laughs> the ultimate American guy. I thought it was pretty interesting. So I didn't recognize him last episode because it turns out that he looks very different when he's got the helmet on. He looks very strange then. Like he he yeah, looked as though he goofy. had very large nose and ears. Whereas when you see his full <laughs> face, it doesn't look that way. You go, those are the right nose and ears for that face. He's uh he has a well composed face. Uh, I feel like that was just... intentional somewhere. Like I feel like in hmm. the costuming, they like made it just ill fitting enough or something about it so that when you see him and he comes on, you don't there there's an, an off putting feeling. You know what I mean? When you see this this you're like, that's not Captain America. Like you know instantly, <laughs> like that's not yeah. Captain America. And so it turns out I, I did recognize him. He was in Lodge forty nine, which I think is a marvelous and overlooked series. Um, so it was strange because it took me a while to realize where I'd seen him before because he had a big beard in that and doesn't in this. And last episode, all we saw was the lower part of his face, whereas I'm used to not seeing the lower part of his face at all. So this has been um, a real roller coaster of emotions for me. This this explanation was a roller coaster for me. Thank Chris, you. What I do have you difficulty think of... forming complete sentences. <laughs> Chris, what do you think of Captain... What are we calling him? It can't be Captain America, right? And I don't want to call him US agent yet, because I don't think he's quite there yet. Just we got to come Walker. up with a... We got to call him... We got to call him something. What Johnny we Walker. We're going to just call him Johnny Walker? Yeah, and since he wears blue, I suppose we could call him Johnny Ooh, Walker Blue. Johnny um, Walker Blue. Though that is the top of the line, so um, there's no... Right, and I feel like this is not a top-of-the-line guy. Like, even Johnny Walker, in my mind, connotes, like, good whiskey and, you know, something good and, and like... Uh, like, like very old worldy, and this dude. I mean, we hate him, right? We just hate this guy instantly. I do, yeah. I believe last week I said that I think he's going to be the main bad guy. Michael, do we have the facility to like go back to last week and hear me say that again? Edit coming right now. See, that's what I said, and I still believe uh, it. Especially yeah. at the beginning, where they try to give him a history and make him likable and have friends and a wife that loves him and that sort of thing. I was like, no, 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 I don't like you. No and one he, likes you. And then he says the thing that you know he's going to be a bad guy when he says, because he says, just stay the hell out of my way. Yeah. And when somebody in a movie says, just stay the hell out of my way, you know that dude's a bad guy. Also, so- that amazing line where he went, I don't know Captain America. I've never met Captain America. I've never seen a picture of Captain America. But he's like a brother to me. And then I thought having Bucky on screen at that moment was a it was like, brilliant. It was, oh, it's perfect. It was yeah. great when he did the Jim turning to the camera bit. There, just the uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I I really liked how it was inspired by by the office there. Very very good stuff. I like um, that now, you referenced the U.S. office in yeah. that reference and not the yeah. British one. Yeah, I thought that's interesting. I decided to reference the one that I like and not the one that I hate. <laughs> Because um, I like to be positive where I can, and referencing things that I like is is good. Um, so, for instance, um, I I like the film Black Forty Seven, and I'm going to talk about that now, even though it <laughs> feels unrelated. 
Um, so, to explain, I really like pieces of art and culture where instead of saying this is about X, so uh, you know, the trauma of war or um, you know, uh, reintegrating into society, and it tells you what it's about, and then it's about that because it shows you that. I prefer things that will tell you something through something else. So uh, WandaVision was grief through sitcom, um, and you know, we, we could have had... Um, so you've got uh, Spider-Man is the stuff about uh, dealing with um, you know, responsibilities through a high school film. And, um, you know, obviously last week's episode was, uh, you know, dealing with PTSD through whiplash. But um, most of what we're seeing here is just the the text is telling us what it's about. It's not told to us through the subtext. And there's a marvellous film called Black 47, which is about the uh, the Great Famine in Ireland. And on the face of it, it doesn't tell you that it's about that because it's not one of these hectoring films that is telling you all the time what it's about. It's a revenge western. It tells that story through a very compelling uh, revenge narrative and it's it's beautifully done and i would recommend it to anyone but it is very much a, a fairly classic western it just happens to be in ireland not out in you know um i was about to mention a state that westerns were set in but i don't know because uh, as far as i'm, I'm aware they were all I'm shot in spain <laughs> and made by italians so you know um yeah well let uh, me ask you a question arfie Hmm. Is there space in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for something that isn't jam-packed with subtext and still good? Um, yes. Because this is this is still a comic book movie, and I know, or show, and I know that, you know, WandaVision did a really great job at bringing this new kind of concept to the table. But I think, I like the fact that, I mean, we talked about this last episode, I like that this is, you know, once I put myself in the mindset that this is a this is going to be this type of show, the things that it's doing are actually impressing me. Like, uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but it's, it's making conversations around the Black experience in America, left and right. And I think that's pretty damn good for a show about a movie, about a dude with a metal arm and a guy with a, you know... Uh, uh, a set of wings. <laughs> so, like, so Thor Ragnarok, for instance, which um, <laughs> is probably my favourite of the uh, yes, of the Marvel films. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, I'm not saying it's without subtext, but it's not about its subtext. It is at heart a fun film. It's it's there as an adventure. You're along for the ride. And yes, there's some really nice stuff uh, in there with character and emotionally. But fundamentally, that is a good, fun adventure, and it stands head and shoulders above most of the Marvel films, even the the top tier ones like you know, um, Endgame and uh, um, Black Panther. I I still think it stands above them because it's just really it has such an identity that still fits with the rest of them, but it is its own thing. It's so playful. It's so fun. It's not heavy by any means it doesn't shy away from um you know dealing with evil and with with death 
but it's it's not focusing on them. So there is a film that, while it's not without subtext, it's not about the subtext. So you know yes, what I, I can absolutely do that. Yeah, you know what I think is interesting too about this show specifically is when you mentioned Black Panther, it's doing something uh, that I think that did is doing more than even the Black Panther is as far as conversing around the black experience. Uh, when you see when they're in Baltimore, particularly, um, and 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 it's not the cop part; it's the it's Isaiah Bradley coming in. And if for you guys out there who don't know, Isaiah Bradley is a late-ish inclusion into the Marvel universe, but ultimately uh, was like retconned to be the first Captain America, really. So he, you know, uh, it's a parallel to the Tuskegee experiments. Of that time, and if you know anything about that or don't know anything about that, Google it. It's fine. Basically, the easiest way to say this is: uh, black people were used as guinea pigs uh, forever, really, and ultimately during the war. As uh, and that's real stuff. And this is like sort of that representation in the comic books. And when the the place that he's living in, and I lived in Baltimore for six years, and the place that he's living in is called Pigtown. Not pretty, not nice, very scary thing. If you're familiar with The Wire, you, you kind of know what that looks like. And that conversation, that moment when they're at in that neighborhood, and that's Captain fucking America, <laughs> a version of Captain America, and he's living like that. Uh, is as big of a conversation, I think, as Killmonger, you know, as he's dying and looking at the sunrise saying, you know, I, you know, toss me in the ocean uh, so I can be, you know, where with my ancestors who knew that's, uh, you know, uh, death is better than bondage. Like that moment in that thing, I was like, wow, that's uh, when I saw that and I saw where he was living and saw the world. I was like, wow, that's nuts. And then they have, you know, uh, truck fights. And I'm, so I'm like, I'm, I'm down. And they got dudes sitting there literally literally well my favorite part of this episode i wrote uh stare stares for days because <laughs> i love that they're just staring at each other nonstop. chris what do you think about i had a specific question for you what do you think about the concept of the big three good i'm so glad you threw that to me because i have <laughs> actually got a lot to say about androids and wizards <laughs> yes all, i thought you would I feel like obviously we've got to put that into a rock, paper, scissors thing. So I've been thinking about this a little bit. <laughs> okay. I think I think wizards must be aliens. And the reason I say that is because one of Superman's only weaknesses apart from Kryptonite is he is very susceptible to magic. Superman mm-hmm. is an alien. Mm-hmm. Wizards contain magic. So I do feel probably that wizards would be aliens. That would mean that aliens would beat androids. I mean there is a there's a lot a lot of times I think where aliens beat robots. Well Thanos I mean, Thanos yeah. famously ripped the the mind stone out of a, an android well a synthesoid but yeah. Yeah, I mean synthesoid android, you know, that's potato potato as far yeah, exactly. as I'm as, concerned. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the alien films there's uh the androids rarely do well in those and the aliens yeah. often, often do. Ian Holm was did very badly. He just puked up a lot of milk, he didn't everything. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean was a very unprofessional thing to do on set, but uh, they managed to make it work within the context. Of yeah, the they film. fit it into the story. Ridley mm. is a, a master at that. I will say he is. Yeah. All right, so Chris, what was the last two? <laughs> well, that means that androids would beat wizards, uh, which Ooh. I think would work. Um, like if you had. I mean, wow, this is the hard one. It is mm-hmm, the hard mm-hmm. one, but you have to have it that way around. Um, I just think of maybe an android with like a giant mini gun hand, and then like Gandalf's <laughs> there, and then and then oh, he just wait. like 
Oh, you just blew my mind. So time out. So we're not even just talking within the context of comic books. Oh no, this nope. is just this I think this concept goes Ooh, give me an and android. Wide. Give me an android that would like give me an example of android not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How about that robe the the oh what's his the RoboCop, the one that goes against RoboCop. The massive thing with the two mini guns looks like a oh, kind of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. two-legged. Oh, it's got a really good name and I can't remember it. I, I was can't remember either. That thing be Gandalf. So you got that thing would beat Gandalf. How? Why? Who? Mm-hmm. Well, Gandalf, mm-hmm. I mean, he his power level fluctuates a lot. Like at the yeah, beginning, he all it does is like do some fireworks. So it's maybe a, he does some it's fireworks. A different Gandalf, though. That's, oh yeah. You you have to consider the the two right. Gandalfs. So are we going maximum Gandalf? Because like Gandalf, yeah. when he's the White Wizard, right? He is like Super Saiyan, basically. Okay, okay. I, take it out, Ron Weasley instead. No, no, there no, we go. no, no, Chris. I, th- I think, I think this is fair <laughs> because no matter how powerful the wizard, they are designed. All of their powers, all of their magic, is to work on, uh, for the most part, people, but creatures. Um, so uh, an android, by not being a creature, and I don't mean that as a moral thing. Um, you know, androids are people too, but they're not creatures. So that's... Let me ask you another question. You've got um, Benedict Cumberbatch as the Sorcerer oh, Supreme. No, yes, you do. Oh, cool. yeah. Wizard without a hat. Wizard without a hat. How does he fare against uh, Gandalf? White, The white wizard Gandalf. So we're talking... Oh, they're both wizard mad. versus wizard. Yes. Oh. Wait, is Gandalf the wizard supreme? I don't think he is. At the end of uh, the second one, he is. Yeah, he's pretty good then. That's right. I feel like Ed Sauron. Ed Sorry, the name of the Robocop thing is Ed 209. <laughs> Ed, that's right. All right, so who go- who wins, though? Does, is it is it... Well, Gand- is it Gandalf? No, it's it, oh no. sorry, we're doing wizard versus wizard now. Yeah, yeah, completely yeah. off. Well, I was so <laughs> so. Benedict Cumberbatch in in that film just unpicks reality in a way yeah. that we never see Gandalf doing. And um, I'm sorry, that's that's not good enough. Um, mm. He's he is tame um, compared to that, and I I just think. It's offensive that he's, you know, passed off as being somehow, you know, this great wizard when he can't unstitch reality and spend an, an eternity of a time loop uh, messing with a guy. Um, it just doesn't doesn't feel earned. So um, no, it's it's quite bad. But let me ask you a question, Michael. <laughs> okay. mm. Wait a minute. You've, you've got... Wait a minute. That's not how this show works. I know. I've gone rogue. <laughs> I mean, you asked me on a podcast, expect me to go rogue at some point. Oh, this I knew is it. the moment. I knew it. This is it. Android, alien, wizard. Three different kinds of concepts. Three people on the podcast. Please assign us oh, one gosh. each. Oh. Is this, well, is this your easiest... pirate robot ninja then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The easiest, easiest one of the three is uh, Arfie's an android, right? Like, I mean, one hundred percent. Wow. You know, he's got. He, I mean, I feel like we we could have the that same moment in Wandavision where it's a uh, it's Vision v Vision, just having a theoretical conversation instead of a battle. <laughs> I thought I had friends. Wow. <laughs> That's a compliment. That's a compliment. No, I'm not compliment. just an android. I'm obviously an android. Wow. Clearly, clearly an oh. android. I would agree, but only from a Marvin, the paranoid android, brain the size of a planet. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So. I do have a paper diodes on my left hand side. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is where it gets tough, though. I think, Chris, I gotta say, you're probably a wizard. Yeah. You're a wizard. Full wizard. Yeah. Because, because, because I think you would, I I think you would use a pack. Yeah, you have a wand. You just pulled a wand out. You are absolutely a wizard. Also euphemism. (laughs) Which, right, not even, this is just actual truth. You're a literal wizard. (laughs) And I would guess I would be uh, an alien. But which alien would I be? I don't know. Uh, Speaking of which, interesting segue. The man (laughs) who plays Isaiah Bradley, uh, the older Captain America, who was super great. He had his five minutes there, and he was awesome. Uh, the lip quiver when he sees uh, um, the Winter Soldier for the first time since they battled in 1951. What fucking... I, I wrote, oh, I want to see that flashback so bad. In Korean War, just like them two going at it in the sand somewhere. Oh, I would love to see that. Let me ask, was that actor wearing old makeup? He was. So we went... Mm. We will <laughs> That's see what it. I was thinking. Uh, yeah, we will well, see it eventually. Mm, you say this, but to bring it back to aliens, in Prometheus, you've got Guy Pierce wearing old makeup, and do you see you him don't. young? You That's do fair. not. Um, and as you know, the, the template for all shows bad <laughs> is Prometheus. The great I mean alien movie ever. And not yeah. just aliens the the the, mm-hmm, the, sure. the franchise, alien in general. Any movie I, no, dealing I with I tell aliens. you what, I um, I can I can tell you an even better even better film with aliens in uh, it is the Snyder Cut of Justice League. No, we're not talking about that. Is, that is uh, definitely a podcast goodness. for another day. We're not my talking about that four-hour fucking nightmare. We're not going down that path. All right. That is definitely... I was about to say that's definitely a film, but it's it's also a TV series. It's it's a lot of things. Um, and I love that Arfie is just trying to do another spin-off podcast. Maybe <laughs> once every couple of minutes, trying to start a new spin-off. We've got my favorite line. Everybody kept telling me, uh, well, not everybody, but many people kept commenting was what I kept having to say, and that's a podcast for another day. Because <laughs> we did go on so many tangents, it was great. Uh, I want to talk about. Something I think that uh, I I think is pretty interesting that I'm starting to really like about this show is the Flag Smashers. I'm actually starting to get on board with them as villains, and I think that's intentional, obviously. And yeah, Chris, go ahead. How do you smash a flag? I've been thinking about this a lot. I think they're normally made of canvas. You try and smash it. It won't smash. You may be able to tear it at some point, but I do not think you can smash flags. You can smash the poles, but then you should be called flag pole smasher. <laughs> okay. Um, really good question. Excellent. But wrong, fundamentally. Oh, for two reasons. No, no. <laughs> uh, first one, um, a flag. It can mean a flagstone. Oh, yeah. Wow, Okay. And two, liquid nitrogen. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Come on. Come on. How did we not think about liquid? So I love this. You're right. Because these guys, first off, they have access to something, right? They're super strength. They're super powered. Mm. Why are they super powered, by the way? We'll find out, I'm sure. Well, What uh, do you think? I, I, I got the impression that they were serumed. Um, yeah. That was the suggestion. But how? Like, who? Like, where is the serum that's supposedly so volatile, so magical, and so hard to get that only a very few amount of humans in all of history well, can have access to it? We don't know how many people failed at getting it. So that's... So are we thinking, know. like, a new Hydra? Is there, like, a new I, supercell? 
Or maybe they are they are in themselves the cell that has done this, that they found access to something perhaps post Cold War, who knows? Um, so who's the power broker then? Because this they, they drop this name, the power broker, and they're terrified of this group. The power mm. broker sends some dudes their way, and there's just one guy who has to cowboy it up to to save the day for them. And he I does forgot a about very that poor it, job. Yeah, a horrible job. Just runs, runs at them. Runs yeah. at them as if <laughs> there's twelve cars pointed at him, and he just runs in the middle of them. Look, and he everyone. does knock down a pole, pole at them first, and you're like, "Oh, oh is it a he, flag this pole? Is a go- oh, no, no, it's not. It's not. no." Um, I think know your power set. That's the thing for me. Like, okay, am I bulletproof? No, I'm not. Should my plan rely on being bulletproof? Probably not a good idea. You're fast and you're strong. So use those things to your advantage because that's what your powers are. Agreed. Go ahead, So I I think the real enemy is going to be the the GRC, the the Global Repatriation Council, um, because I don't like them. Um, It sounds like they are probably one of those organizations where it's like oh on the face of it they're doing something positive but they've actually got a sinister goal um and it it does seem that they are um they they seem to be suspicious as i'm just saying just hashtag saying but um as i pointed out on last week's episode edit it in here um i don't know anything about this series or these, these by the way comments. i'm not gonna edit no, no, no. i didn't think you would <laughs> And, you know, presumably you won't keep in the bit of you saying editing the thing here. So I'm going to sound like some kind of, I don't know, insane android. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris, uh, tell me what what you got. You said you had your hand raised, which thank you so much. That's okay. Just because we're talking about the Repatriation Council, uh, something that my wife mentioned, so shout out to Laura about this, is that there is a lot of stuff in this about... um, uh, groups of people within countries who are minorities, who are uh, displaced, displaced communities, and every country has their version of the group of people who you know don't get the power. Um, right. And of course, when half of the world disappeared, there was more space for people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, although we haven't seen a lot of what this world was like, uh, we've seen. Uh, it, there's this thing that. Um, What's the quote? Um, two two privileged people. Equality seems like um, oppression. Oppression, yeah. So, so to privileged people, um, uh, equality seems like oppression. So suddenly, when all of these, uh, um, uh, uh, presumably, when all of these people disappeared, suddenly there was room for people who had been uh, oppressed all around the world. And then suddenly they all came back and wanted their huge piece of their pie all over again. And I think that, combined with what they're doing with the black experience in America, that's all related, I think. And I think think that's really amazing. That's sort of why I was interested in the Flag Smashers as a villain, quote unquote, or as an antagonist group to the story, because they're less, if you look at it through that lens they're they're not a, they're not quite as evil you know as you would think yeah arfi go ahead oh, um this was something that i noted last time but i don't think we had a chance to discuss it edit uh, it in cuz you you kept banging on about cars 3 for some reason michael it was very <laughs> god i love that movie it's actually very good um <laughs> and yeah so i i'm hoping that they will um 
show that when half of all the people disappeared, we didn't suddenly have that much more space and you know, the housing market didn't suddenly become that much more empty because this whole thing about overpopulation is a myth. Um, we are not overpopulated. We have enough to feed everyone. We have enough space for everyone. The issue is not... Um, enough food. It's a matter of how it's distributed. It's not about enough housing and so on. It's how it's distributed. Um, So I would imagine that when half of the people disappeared, you still have those same structures and the same problems, um, unless, you know, uh, you know, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and so on, all happen to be amongst the disappeared. Uh, But I imagine, alas, we would be stuck with half of all the billionaires and so on to carry on oppressing us. So I imagine the structural problems would remain and that it would give the lie to this notion that overpopulation is a thing. So I I do hope they address that because this does seem to be more interested in discussing that than any of the admittedly two things we've seen thus far (laughs) post-Endgame. Obviously, Endgame touched on it a wee bit when you saw um, some stuff from within that five years, but mostly it was just the Avengers and... um, um, you know, that one survivor's guilt group, um, which I have to say was one of my favourite parts of that film, that it, it was the one thing that really showed um, the trauma of surviving and that really, for all that you, know, you might have more space and you'd expect there to be a huge societal change, none of it seemed to be for the better. All right, well, with that thought, we have to get to rankings on this episode. By the way, one last thing I want to mention, too, before we get there, is the I like that they did this Hannibal Lecter-esque reveal for Zemo. As Zemo is coming up, they have this very, like, you know, this Rus- German or Russian classical music playing in the background. It's, uh, like cues into the uh into the prison all of it's just awesome so i'm really excited to see what happens with that coming into episode three but chris you know what time it is it's rankings time oh yeah so i'm gonna give you a beat chris and you gotta nail it (laughs) you got to nail this okay one take here we go it's rankings it's rankings time yeah come on everyone it's rankings time Nice. All right. It's time for rankings time brought to you by Flight of the Concords. Uh, I, I think, Arfie, I want you to go first. Give me your ranking on this. So, um, <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. I would what? say um, I'd give it a ranking of wizards, mm. Ooh. Uh, by which I mean one out of three. Oh, no good, huh? You didn't like this episode. Okay. I, I didn't dislike it. I just... just um, this is a very well-made, competent uh, series, and I know I'm damning it with faint praise, but it's yeah, it's very well-made. It's very competently put together. It's not bad by any means. Um, and as you pointed out, there are so many interesting things in there, but the overall sweep of it just feels so unnecessary so far, and I really hope I'm going to be proved wrong um, in later weeks. I, I really want to love this, but it's not it's not there yet. And Chris, what are you what are you ranking this? 
this episode. Well, you know when someone is knitting you a cardigan and they're still All knitting. All the time. Yeah. Do I ever know? I mean. Yeah, I knew. I'm just, I'm saying things that I knew you would relate to. Someone's <laughs> knitting you a cardigan and so they're, 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 uh, they're in, you know, they're sort of two days into it and they're like, what do you think of the cardigan? You can look at what they're stitching, what they're knitting at that moment and you can go, yeah, I think that's a pretty good cardigan. But it's not really until it's finished and you can put on the cardigan, see how it fits you, see if it's got the right amount of rolling in the sleeves and stuff. Sure. You can't say. So I am going to rank it, but I do have to say, you know, we are watching the cardigan being knitted at this moment. But yeah. for that, I'm going to rate it an Android, by which I mean four out of five because i love androids and think everyone <laughs> that's like an android is brilliant i agree i agree uh, i'm gonna give this uh i'm gonna give this a 45 second no blink stare off out of a 60 second no blink stare off good good that's a that's a hard push takes a while to get to 45 seconds but much like a cardigan if you don't get to 60 you don't know <laughs> what the stare is all about. Am I right? You can't, because then it means you lose the contest. You lose, that means technically you've lost. Also, you end up with dry eyes. And dry eyes. I. That's, you know, that's how I felt at the end. Whereas at the end of WandaVision, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Not uh... a dry eye in the house. And with that, we are going to take a quick break and we're going to do a little bit of improv based on what we just talked about. So stick around. We cut to the annual Androids, Aliens, and Wizards convention. My friends, it's so nice to see you again here at the annual Androids, Aliens, and Wizards convention, or the AAAW, as we call it. Sorry about that, my alien translator was off. Again, apologies, apologies. So, so very happy to be here. Uh, uh, Wizard Sloob, it is a pleasure. It's so nice to see you again. How was my trans, uh, how was my pronunciation of your name there? That was an excellent greeting, and I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Uh, however, you did also end by calling my mother uh, a, a Slovakian whore. Oh, I am so sorry. I will try again next year. It's always been a marvel to me that your language has a word for Slovakian. Indeed, uh, indeed. Every planet has a Slovakia. Mm. It's... As it's, a, it's a known fact around the alien guild. The the irony that it's 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 you know a major country here, but in in our it's just a small town in our, on our planet. So what do we have on the agenda to discuss this year? So um, bleep bloop. Um, I I was so my my employer um has has asked if I could get and. Please don't take offense here, Steve, but I need to get an alien uh, to, um, you know, vivisect and just just find out what makes you tick. And it's I I didn't I know. So here's the thing. I'm not saying it has to be you because I don't I don't want you to be vivisected, but I it's not going to be me. No, good, good. But I can't disobey my programming because, of course, uh, the uh, the the laws of androids quite different to those of robotics. Um, you have to do a lot of harm. Perhaps I could summon some sort of golem that looks like our friend here, and you could take that back with you. And then when they try and vivisect it, it will return. 
to the elements from which I created it. <laughs> I really wish you hadn't told me that because now I know and my programming, it's really... That's okay. We'll just wipe your memory. Wipe your hard drive. Oh, ZX, wow. ZX4, wow. ZX4, just... You look, uh, you seem extremely, like, upset. Are you upset about the fact that you're an android? It seems like you're very lethargic about it. So, I I am who I am. Um, uh, Indeed. To, to quote Popeye. Um, and I, what is, I'm fine. Sorry, sorry, what is what is a Popeye? Um, so, so Popeye is a sailor man. Um, he, he, he is very fond of spinach. Um, and when I was growing up, um, when I was very young, so, uh, three weeks ago, I used to love watching Popeye cartoons. Uh, he's, uh, uh, he's, he's fun. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, it does all come down to violence and, uh, life is suffering. Uh, I'm so glad I don't have to do any life. Uh, but it does, does mean that I do have to get involved in the suffering. And, you know, Steve, I, as I say, I don't want, I don't want it to be you, but I'm just saying if you have a cousin or, you know, um, Z, Z, we, I'm telling you this right now. I, we're not, we're not, no, viv- we're not vivisecting my people just not happening this is is very embarrassing for all i have to return with is a mechanical part from an android that is my only quest to take the power source of an android and bring it back so that we may study it with our art form our magical arts and find out how it works and perhaps replicate it so that we can charge our wands and take over the world i'm just gonna say right now no yeah again i mean guys we come together for completely benign reasons so that we as a group can learn more about each other holistically but not violently not not via death i mean and plus wizard slurb you know you know you can't do much with that wand that's you know we talked yeah we talked about that we talked about we i mean you know in the hotel room before we got on stage we you know you talked about your impotence and how the wand's not getting up the way oh i see what you're saying but no i don't mean that wand i mean this wand taken from the very heart of a dragon, its heart string, and then surrounded by elm. It is my totem, my magical instrument. Oh, wow. You rip out the heart of a dragon. You're going to rip out my heart, and I'm the asshole. Wow. vivisectionist. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Look, Steve, I have to apologise because it seems he's just here to rip me apart. I'm here to rip not necessarily you apart, uh-huh. and you're the only one of us who isn't going to tear apart one of us. You, the I'm trying to bring and, us together. As, yeah. Uh, as the as as the former president, I you know I obviously Wizard Slurp, you're now president of the AEW. But as former president of AAW, I mean, uh, founding founding member, I want us to come together. I have to say, I was worried when we found out recently that members of your species could live forever by only taking the beard hair of a wizard. I thought perhaps you would try and rip my beard off my chin. Uh, it's, it's just a beard. With... It's just a beard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just... Z, Z, what is... I... Just, just give him some of your beard hair. Like, just... I, I have to vivisect my friend, and you, apparently, you are going to tear my heart out. Just, just give him a bit of your beard. It's no, not you're not much. about wizards. Wizards do not have chins or jaws. We just have beard. If you take our beard away, then our brain falls out through the cavity <laughs> underneath 
I, yes. No, you can't do that. I will die one if I hair. lose my beard. One hair. One one hair will will do it. It's, it's it's. You see? Did you did you just pull out one of his hairs? Hmm. Z. Oh, I am. I feel like a complete mug. Oh my. What the flark? I'm so. Oh. Z, I got, I gotta, I gotta kick you out of the guild. And I've got to vivisect you. So no, you don't. Vast- no, I, I do. Z, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> you fucking son. Why am I always alone? Fancy. <laughs> oh no, Z X four is horrible. I enjoyed I... that people killed in the right order that we were discussing earlier on. <laughs> oh yes. Androids end up on top, as we know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I love... Oh, uh, I love the elm. What a what a great, like, piece of wood to have wrapped around that dragon's... The string of dragon art. That got me so much. Oh, so perfect of a description of a wand. By the way, you guys in listening land, he 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 literally Chris Mead has a wand. He is like a legit wand. Yes, I was in a Harry Potter improv show and we were all given a wand that was individually made for each of us. Slightly jealous now. Yeah, all right. So final thoughts episode 2. I want some wild predictions. So, what's going to happen next episode? Who's the fuck is the power broker? Chris, talk to me. Ooh, um, predictions for next time. Uh, I think they'll probably go and talk to Zemo. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Number one. Wild. That is a yep. wild prediction. Yes. Yeah. And I uh-huh. think he will tell them something that will allow them to go on to the next thing that the script requires them to do. Unheard of. Unheard of. Have you ever written for anything before? No, I'm just because I'm just you a are. Student. Yeah. You need to. You help. need to. Arfi, what do we got? Wild predictions. So, uh, slow talky scene, slow talky scene, um, bad attempt at emotion, um, violence, 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 uh, too much violence. Ooh, somebody died. Um, not sure about that. Um, slow talky stuff, slow talky stuff. Um, the return of a Marvel character I've never heard of, slow talky stuff, um, sociopolitical commentary. Wizard! Do you think do you think that's what I was gonna ask next? Do you think we will see an android, an alien, or a wizard in this show? So everyone expected a wizard to turn up in the previous show, and that didn't happen. So I think he's overdue. So let's go with uh yeah. Um awesome. I think um yeah, the power Gandalf, is going to Gandalf turn out confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask one thing of our listeners for next week? Yes. What powers does the Winter Soldier have? Because he seems to have them all. It's like I thought he just had a metal arm, but then he ran really fast for a lorry and could jump out of a plane and not hurt himself. And he's got a cyborg brain. I don't I know the, any of I this. know the answer, but we won't we'll leave it for the audience. I already know. He definitely and hurt it, himself. He he, you know, he was like, oh, ouch, when he hit the ground. It was like, oh, and then there was a quip, and it wasn't a very good one. <laughs> I thought uh, the name, like, the Winter Soldier, he had, like, Elsa powers, but no. Oh, that's a big Chris, miss, Marvel. That's a huge miss. Yeah, let it go, Chris. <laughs> let it go. All right. 
If there's nothing else, we're closing up the WAP predictions. We're closing up the episode. Uh, as always, I will say, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, okay. at Spotify, uh, on Google Podcasts. Apparently it takes a couple days, but it shows up there eventually. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on IG, at Theater Greater Than Film. Join our Facebook page, Theater Greater Than Film. It's all TGTF all day. Guys, where can they find you? I am at Mr. Chris Mead, where the Mr. being just an MR on all social platforms. <laughs> I am at Just Arthie. Not just at Arthie, but at Just Arthie. Nailed it. Guys, they were practicing this from last week. Edit in what they did last week right now to myself. I'm telling myself, uh, if there's nothing else, I love you guys so much. Until next time, uh, bye-bye. Cheerio. Toodle, Pitsky. Pitsky. <laughs>